Welcome to Visit Bergen's podcast, and today we're going to talk about the fjords, food, and also Mount Fløyen. And uh, Marianna, you're working for the official tourist board of the fjords, Fjord Norway. Many of the listeners have probably heard about the fjords and uh, know that it's an amazing thing to see out in the nature. But can you actually explain what is a fjord? Yes, I um, I will try to. Uh, it's of course important to know what a fjord is. Well, we've seen it on the pictures very often, but it's actually a long, deep, narrow body of water that reaches the inland. Uh, fjords are often shaped as a U form, with steep walls on rock on on the two or three sides. So uh, we have a lot of uh, nice, spectacular, majestic fjords in our region. Uh, and you can easily recognize that uh, that's the fjords of Norway. So they were carved by um, by the glaciers, the the fjords. Yeah, it's actually the glaciers that formed uh, formed the fjords. Yeah, and then the water came in after it filling in when yes. the ice disappeared. Yes. Yeah, it came in uh, from the coast, uh, and we say that the fjord actually starts by the coast and uh, the thousands of islands we have uh, on the west coast of Norway, which is called Fjord Norway. So, Norway has a lot of fjords and uh, all over the the coastline, or is it a special area that have most of them? On the west coast of uh, Norway, where Fjord Norway is, that's actually where the longest and deepest fjords are. Uh, And we have quite different of them. The king of the fjords is the Sognefjord with uh, the UNESCO uh, Narefjord, but Geiringafjord, a bit up north at the top of Fjord Norway, is also very popular. It's another fjord on the UNESCO World Heritage List. Uh, But there are several other ones, uh, smaller, uh, but also spectacular, and there are a couple of them around Bergen as well. You already mentioned the Sognefjord, the longest fjord we have in Norway, and also the deepest, I believe. Yes, it is. Uh, The Sognefjord is uh, more than 300 kilometers long and uh, the deepest in the world. What's special about the fjords in Norway? Because there are fjords in other countries as well. But what is special about the Norwegian fjords? I would say it's because people are living there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You find small communities. Like in in the Sognefjord, you just mentioned, there are 13 uh, different villages, very small villages, no cities. People are living there. They live of both tourism and other industries. So, so uh, when you go visit the fjords, you uh, you meet with locals. You get local produce. You get the different, uh, yeah, different angles in the different uh, regions of the fjords. So, if you go to New Zealand or to Canada, uh, you you go for hours into a fjord uh, where no people are living, and that makes actually the difference. The people who are living here. So you will have uh, communities and you will have the, not the city life, but the village life. And uh, and you also have some farms as well along the, um, the fjords. Yeah, the landscape, uh, how the fjords are formed is brilliant for, for um, fruit farmers. Uh, so you will find both in the Sognefjord area and the Hardangefjord area, which are easy accessible from Bergen. Uh, you find the fruit farmers uh, making the best kind of apple juice and also the cider, which has become very popular. So you find many cider farms. So you find uh, cider uh, served in most of the yeah local shops, cafes and restaurants. And cider is our sparkling apple wine, just to explain that a little more. It's, it's our kind of Prosecco cava, if you want. 
And it's become very popular and more and more known also. And it's served on tables in most restaurants yeah. uh, throughout Fjord Norway, at least. So, yeah. Mm. So you've now mentioned both the Sognefjord and the Hardangerfjord. What is the difference between them in your eyes? Well, the the majestic uh, Sognefjord, it's um, it's quite unique, of course, and um, the experiences there are maybe to some more known than to the Hardangerfjord, but they are beautiful, both of them. It's the prince and the and and the king of the fjords the innermost part of the sognefjord it's i would say the most dramatic part also with the unesco fjord but uh, at the other end of the um, this um innermost part you find also the beautiful village of flom where you have the world famous flom railway uh, and that railway can be easily go for um, a journey uh, together with a kind of round trip from from Bergen called Norway in a nutshell is one of our most famous round trips mm-hmm. uh, so um so it's yeah it's spectacular the landscape is so idyllic the water is so blue sometimes <laughs> and and the contrast you find in these parts with the ice um covered mountains and glaciers and and the dramatic landscape Yeah, I think uh, so. I've been to both of the fjords uh, several times, and I think what is so spectacular is uh, no matter what uh, time of year you go, you have different views. And uh, so, in the spring, you have the um, the blue sky, the 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 snow still on the mountain tops, and all the the green grass is coming out. And uh, and in the winter, it can be uh, a kind of misty. Um, mysterious and uh, yeah so every season has uh, has its own uh, kind of view of the of the fjords yes yes it's 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 a, it's a charming all seasons are very charming and and different and we really have uh, the four real seasons we can even have uh, four seasons in the in the day <laughs> so in, <laughs> in case yeah so in case uh, the listeners are wondering yes you can actually visit the fjords all year round You can definitely do, but it's a different experience, and and you need to be aware of that. Uh, but it's easy to get around. There are lots of uh, great fjord tours, uh, also Bergen shorter ones, but also the longer day trips, uh, yeah. taking Bergen as a, as a starting point. Yeah, so Bergen being um, the main city of the the western part of Norway, it's easy, very easily accessible uh, to stay in Bergen and to uh, go to visit the fjord. Can you tell us uh, uh, about some of the t- the tours you can actually uh, go from Bergen? Yes, uh, I mentioned already the Norway in a nutshell, yeah. which, which is probably the most famous one, where you get uh, the best of <laughs> of the fjords. I would say uh, the most popular part, but but it can be um, for some uh, a longer trip, uh, and it's not uh, there is no tour leader. So it can be um, other opportunities that are better if you have a, a little time. Um, there are also um, some shorter cruises uh, going to uh, to a nearby fjord, a narrow fjord called uh, Moströmen, mm. uh, which is a three-hour tour with Rödne Fjord cruise. Um, you go close up to a waterfall and you can take water from there. So it's just beautiful uh, having us a shorter trip out of Bergen and Maybe do that um, before lunch time and take the lunch in the city afterwards. But there are also uh, trips to the Hardangerfjord. You mentioned Hardangerfjord. Uh, there is a trip called uh, Hardangerfjord in a nutshell, 
you can take that round trip uh, and uh, do some uh, kind of excursion on, on, on the way. For instance, go on a side of safari in the Hadanga Fjord. Yeah. So you already mentioned you can do a full day trip and you can also do uh, a shorter one if you have less time. So definitely it's very easy to um, to visit the fjords when you stay in Bergen. And to so in the Hardanger Fjord, we already talked about the um, uh, the fruit farms, both in the Hardanger Fjord and the Songne Fjord, though. Um, but the Hardanger Fjord is maybe more known to be the fruit garden of uh, of Norway. So. It's spectacular there during um, during the blossoming season as well. So we, you've probably all heard about the blossoming season in uh, in Japan, but uh, we also really do have the blossoming season here in Norway as well. And it's so nice with, uh, as I mentioned also, during spring you have the very bright colors. Um, you have the the blue sky, the blue um, the blue fjords, and uh, the really lush green. Um, both trees and the grass and everything so you have all the contrasts it's amazing to uh, to experience and yeah i it's i, I get engaged yes, <laughs> I <can see> that. <laughs> and with reason yeah. and I, I really wish for uh, for all of you that um, that listen to actually come and experience this so not only in this amazing blossoming season but also, when it snows, it's it's amazing, and uh, you can actually go skiing in the fjords as well. So you have uh, you can ski from the from the fjords to the or from the mountains to the fjords. Yeah, you can in the in the Sogne Fjord. It's very unique, actually, yeah. uh, in the in the Sogndal area. With this beautiful, when you go into the ski lift, you can see the fjord at the yeah. bottom there. So ski with a fjord view. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and the glaciers. Glaciers makes a uh, Fjord Norway, uh, a region maybe quite unique. You can go skiing all year round. Yeah, on the different glaciers in the summer. Hmm. So you can, if you like skiing, you can actually come to to Norway and Bergen and uh, go skiing all year. Yes, yeah. definitely. I've done uh, summer skiing a few times, and it's it's really a very strange uh, experience because you, uh, yeah, you can actually ski in your t-shirt. Yeah, or bikini. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> So what else can you uh, experience in the fjord? So obviously look at the beauty and you've already also um, so mentioned that uh, you have uh, villages uh, along the fjord. So are there any special activities you can do there? Yes. Um, some prefer, of course, to go on a kind of fjord cruise uh, with uh, either serial mission boats in the in the um, in the narrow fjord area, uh, but also in other places you can. There are different kind of boats, but uh, to do to do a kind of cruise by yourself on a kayak or um, um, yeah, go uh, go close to the nature by doing walking or renting a bike and all these kind of things. So it's a lot of opportunities to get closer to the nature and really feel that uh, you have uh, these fjords by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but going kayaking is something very unique. Yeah, this. and then you can get so very close up to the nature and you can, yeah, so you both have to work for yourself to, <laughs> to see it. But also, yeah, it's a different feeling being so close to the water, uh, no sound around you except for the when you paddle and the dripping of the water from the, um, from the paddle. And but you also mentioned the zero emission uh, boats and uh, on the 
Uh, Songne Fjord, at least uh, in, in the narrow fjord, they have um, electric uh, boats, so you can actually—it's almost sound-free. Yes, with the large windows, so you get a great view when you sit inside. Um, it's a two-hour cruise between Flom and Gudvangen, and you really feel you get close to the nature, and it's very slow, and as you said, without any kind of sound. So it's you and the nature, and on board this uh, vessel. Yeah. which is very nice experience. And you can also see the um so the the small villages you pass along the way and there are even some old farms high up in the mountains and it's so I when I went there the first time I I was like what how did they even how can they even get up there? So it's really steep and uh it's yeah you really wonder how they could actually live there. Yeah. Yeah, there are some places like that. We we say there is an expression in Norway saying where people never thought anybody could live. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> yes, one of those places. Yes. <laughs> it is definitely, and that the one you you are thinking about maybe it's called Stigen, mm-hmm. uh, and it was because of a letter mm. I've heard um, uh, that when the, when the, um, customs came they took up the letter oh. <laughs> not to to get them up there <laughs> uh, to take the taxes. Yeah. They needed to pay, so that's uh, that's a curiosity. I yeah. Think. There is a small place called Undredal, uh, where they uh, produce cheese. Yes, goat cheese, white goat cheese, and I think it's um, 150 people living there. Yeah, and they have a small stave church, and they have the smallest in the world. I mean. Yes, yeah? I think so. Yeah. And um, and they have a couple of hundred uh, goats <laughs> that yeah? produce these uh, white goat cheese. So more goats than people then? Yes, Yeah. definitely it is. <laughs> <laughs> you have been obviously to the fjords many times. Can you try to explain how you feel when you sit on a boat and have the massive mountains surrounding you? What do you feel? What does it make you feel? I'm proud that I'm living here <laughs> and have the the chance to do this very often, but it's kind of freedom uh, and with this fresh air, it it blows you away, and I never get tired of it. I want I want more, and I want to see it in different seasons, and I will want to go there with uh, different people to show them because I'm so proud of. We won in the lotto, <laughs> I think, living here and being able to show it and. Uh, and experience it actually just outside our doorsteps. It's fantastic. So it takes your breath away and it's unique and you never get tired of it. One time I went to the fjords with my uh, mother and brother, actually. Uh, we uh, came, we started to talk with some of the, the people that were visiting Norway and they were amazed that they thought it was just something for the tourists. But I think... It's so important and also so unique for us uh, to be able to go there. And they were like, what? Are you going? This is just a tourist thing. And I'm like, no, it's definitely not. A lot of Norwegians should, at least if they haven't, go to experience the fjords. They definitely should. We already talked about the closeness to Bergen and the fjords. But I just want to say again that uh, it's so easy to... Uh, come visit Bergen and experience different areas of the fjords and different day trips as well. So you don't. Uh, so if you don't want to move around too much, you can stay in Bergen and experience different day trips uh, each day if you would like. Uh, or you can start in Bergen and um, and do a round trip to uh, to other areas and stay overnight as well in the in the different parts. 
And I want to to just say a, a kind of hidden gem that is a part of the fjord area as well. It's the thousands of islands uh, along the coast mm-hmm. of this region. I think very few know that we actually have communities. People are living there. And uh, this beautiful, uh, yeah, landscape-formed islands, also with mountains, with high mountains for good walks. So, so that's quite a bit of a hidden gem, which mm-hmm. is easy also to get uh, from Ber- get to from Bergen, uh, visit some of the beautiful islands. Yeah. So, uh, summer last year, I uh, stayed in uh, in Norway, and I actually then experienced some of what you're talking about now. Uh, I bought a ticket. Um, from Norled to uh, to go on the on the speedboats it's not a speedboat it's, it's catamaran runs mm. yeah mm. um so it's kind of a hop on hop off so i had for 5 days i can travel as much as i would like to on the on these boats so i left uh, in the morning uh, the first day i uh, went from here to a place in north of bergen called chaihamn and i stopped there and uh, just experienced there is a small um you can actually stay overnight there in a beautiful uh, villa uh but you can also just stay there and uh, have lunch and just uh, take in the atmosphere and then when the next boats come along you can just hop on that and continue north or south again or wherever you would like to go but so what we did was to continue north um and stopped on one of the islands staying there for uh, for a night uh, actually too but uh uh, to go hiking there and uh, soak in the the island life, and then the next day we continued a little bit into the Songnefjord and stayed there for a night, and then we continued further. So uh, you have so many possibilities, and this is so. This is how to experience the fjord uh, by public transportation. Yeah, definitely, and it's good good to have that opportunity to to jump up. Off and on, <laughs> not up. <laughs> and actually, in that area, I must say, uh, I must share with you. I have a cottage there, so I know. Oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where Shalyhamn is, it's beautiful, and uh, it's a calmness out there that, uh, yeah, you can only feel when you are there. So, uh, so it's a it's a beautiful part of uh, of um, the region of Bergen uh, in in that area. It's where the Sognefjord actually starts. Yeah. Mm. So thank you very much, uh, Marianne, for uh, talking about these fjord experiences and actually what is a fjord. Uh, So I hope that uh, all of you now have got some impression of uh, what you can experience when you come to Bergen and the fjord region. Let's move on to the food. And uh, Ingrid, you work for Matarena. What is Matarena? Uh, Matarena is a company working uh, with uh, local food from uh, sea and land. One project we have now, we call it the Chef and Farmer Project. Yeah. And we have really, really great chefs from the restaurants in and around Bergen. They go out to the farms and uh, help the producers in their product development. And it's a really, really great uh, project. And we can really see that the products are really developing. Mm -hmm. One thing is the product development and the products that, you know, we see is being uh, developed. But it's also the really great relationships. Yeah. It's so valuable. We also let the producers 
go to the chef's kitchen. Yeah. And uh, then I can see their products in action yeah. on, in the kitchen. Yeah. All of this is stimulating creativity yeah. and it's uh, being um, a great development in the food scene. I yeah. think all these uh, things, great uh, local uh, products and produce and uh, in combination with great collaboration, you know, you can achieve so much. And I think uh, it develops uh, Bergen as a... Food city. Definitely. And also when these creative people get together and they also inspire each other as well. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I, I really love the, the feeling when I sit down in a restaurant and, and they serve and they can actually say, yeah, so this cheese, it's made hmm. by Lisa. Yeah. Uh, so they actually know who made it. Yeah. It's so important with the storytelling around the mm -hmm. products. Yeah. And uh, that's something uh, we want to focus even more on is on the people serving the food. Yeah. So we've talked about the producers now. And what are the special ingredients to the area surrounding Bergen? We have long traditions of making cheese in our region. It's both yeah, especially like white and brown cheese. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of like goat farms uh, around the Bergen uh, area based on milk uh, from both uh, the goats and the uh, cows. That's like grazing out in the wild. Mm -hmm. You get, uh, they make make the cheese. And uh, like Ostegoren, who is a, a company situated in Bergen, they, they have 12 cows and they make all their cheese from these 12 cows. It's yeah. amazing. And they, the cows are walking freely around. They can even take a swim in the fjord if you if they like and uh, Ostegoren actually won the world um, cheese awards yeah. 2018 yeah the overall winner with the, the fana cheese fana osten it's very good yeah. and it's really <laughs> it's motivating to all the cheese uh, makers in our region how many cheeses did they win over I think it was around 4,000 different cheeses. 4,000 cheeses? Yeah, it was Ostegaren. Ostegaren uh, got the, the first place overall in total, yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. cheese uh, categories. Yeah. Wow. So it's very amazing. So the cheese from Bergen at Fana, Ostegaren in Fana, is the world's best cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. What are special dishes you would recommend in Bergen? Um, we have some uh, long traditions of uh, both dishes from seafood and land. And uh, for the seafood, it's of course always you should try. It's a great many um, nice menus with shellfish and all kinds of fish in uh, season and uh, it's always nice to try different uh, menus there and uh, the chefs are really creative in presenting them but we have some very traditional uh, menus mm -hmm. uh, one is called Parsetorsk. Uh, yeah it's a, like a cod that's been sugar and salt pressed for mm -hmm. two days mm -hmm. And it's served with like potatoes and butter with egg or like a pea stew. And 
It's really great. I, I yeah, I love it. it. And and what is extra special with this one is you can only find it in Bergen. You cannot find it uh, any other places in Norway. Yeah. And I actually attended uh, during this uh, seafood uh, festival. I attended uh, like a course how to to make the um, uh, the persetorsk and it was just amazing and of course we got a taste in the end as well yeah it's very very good so uh yeah people should really try it yeah and of course the bergen fish soup is very famous and uh, it's not like it's like the different chefs have their own uh, variation of mm. it and it's um something that's uh, typical of bergen and uh pluckfisk yeah uh, yeah It's uh, like a fish with potatoes, onion stew, and it's all often served with some bacon. Mm-hmm. Very like plain, but very good and tasteful. That's that's like very traditional uh, seafood courses uh, that you can get um, here. Mm-hmm. So, so the plukfisk is um, is it true that it was initially made to make the most of the fish because? When you make the fillets, you don't get everything from the fish. So, is it true that that was like the leftovers kind of that was made for the plukfisk? Uh, it it could be some of the leftovers, mm-hmm. or and also some of the fillets. But yeah, uh, yeah it's a part of you know using the whole fish, using the whole meat, and uh, we see that our chefs in Bergen are getting more and more concerned about sustainability. Yeah to use the whole animal. Mm. And uh, this is a perfect uh, dish for that as well. Yeah. And uh, on the meat front, we have uh, like puspas. It's <laughs> okay. kind of so like... So what is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that. <laughs> no, puspas is uh, the Bergen style of forikol that you mm, might know. Yeah. And it's uh, like uh, lamb and sheep meat with a lot of cabbage and pepper and carrots that's uh that's puspas okay yeah and it's like a very traditional dish and uh and the, the other one i can especially mention that we always uh, eat, not always but many eat every thursday oh yeah yeah you know i know <laughs> <laughs> it's called raspeballer and it's like a potato uh, dumpling yeah, yeah. And you serve it with uh, salty meat and uh, like a, a stew of kohlrabi. Yeah. So it's very nice. Yeah. Also. But that's the most traditional uh, part. But uh, I really want to emphasize uh, the restaurant scene mm-hmm. in um, Bergen because the food scene has developed a lot the last years. Yeah. And uh, we have great restaurants focusing on uh, local produce, local drinks also. And uh, they use the season a lot. They use the different kinds of seafood when it's at its best. And the same so with the other produce from uh, the agriculture part. So depending on what season you come to Bergen, uh, you will have different um, things in season. And yeah. Yeah, and uh, we just uh, feel now it's such a great uh, food enthusiasm in the city. It's a lot of creativity and uh, we see that they really uh, 
embrace our food culture mm. and develop it. Yeah. You know, use the creativity, use uh, the, the the produce in uh, different kind mm. kinds, you know, and uh, it's so many nice restaurants now that uh, people should just uh, visit when they come to Bergen. Yeah. And also picking up on the traditional ways to prepare food as well, but with uh, more inspired and um playful touch maybe yeah inspired playful and uh maybe like a nordic touch yep it's um uh, it's a very fine cuisine i mean uh the creativity is just blossoming uh, in the bergen food scene now and uh and it just continues it's great yeah Thank you. I'm actually getting hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So no matter what time you arrive in Bergen, there will always be a special thing in season. So you will always be able to taste the the best of what is to to find at that time. And um, yeah, it will uh, will be an amazing uh, way to experience, to actually taste the city as well and uh, as a part of your visit. Bergen is surrounded by seven mountains that gives a unique opportunity to experience the nature very close to the city centre. And one of the seven mountains is Mount Flöjan. And I'm sitting here with Hella and uh, she's going to uh, to talk a little bit about what you can experience up in the mountain and also how you can get there. So Hella, first of all, what would you say is the best way to get to the top of Mount Flöjan? Well, personally, I would say... A good hike is always a great start to uh, to start a good day. Flöjan is one of the seven mountains surrounding Bergen and uh, very close to city centre. And one of the mountains that is absolutely the number one mountain anyone in Bergen will have a close connection to. Uh, I think we've all been there or would want to go there. Um, <clears throat> and whilst coming up to the mountain, the great experience is that Norwegians... We are hikers. We're born hikers, most of us, I think, whether you want to do or not. <laughs> and uh, coming up there is a quick way to get a close look upon this great Norwegian culture that is the fresh air, the lovely mountains, the lovely view, um, and to see the whole of Bergen and the fjords surrounding and the archipelago. Saying that, you can take the funicular up. It's an easier way up, (laughs) (laughs) only six minutes away, (laughs) and uh, you'll feel fresh just entering. Yeah, so definitely one of the reasons to go up to the mountain is to enjoy the amazing view. And I'm sure quite a lot of people actually just do that. But there's so much more to do on top of the mountain. Mm. What, What else can you experience? Well, as we like to say, you have the... The view, but just much as well have the insight of a mountain. Uh, and the, the surrounding of Mount Flöjen, as well as the connecting uh, connecting the neighbour mountains, uh, the Bergen municipality has done a great job making it accessible with gravel roads. So it, it's uh, you don't necessarily need proper hiking gear to yeah. go into the different, uh, uh, well, some parts of the mountains, as well as you can actually go proper hiking with a big backpack and uh, feel the true Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. get the Norwegian feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
so saying that you, if you're in a wheelchair, if you have uh, children in a trolley, it still is accessible to yeah. get to parts of the mountain, which is really nice. And uh, and I find as well that uh, these trees, I love the trees up there. They are so tall and they have a long history. So when you're up there, regardless of the weather, we, because it's not necessarily just the sunny days up there, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not. But the um, these old trees who will stand strong in any weather condition is really one of the most fascinating parts for me. And, and they've been there for so long. They're really, I think, 30 meters high. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, we have um, uh, strategically, the last years especially, um, continuously tried to develop the, the destination flan. Mm. That it's not just to go up there for the view. Yeah. As well as we've tried to make it more uh, uh, accessible to do things up there and that it's worth the journey up there is just a ticket to nature yeah and all the things you can do we have of course most famously probably is the playground mm-hmm. <laughs> for little children who's hiking up there or t- this um, uh, prize you get to get to the top is an enormously uh, creative playground Um uh, where some parts are for smaller children, some bits could be for bits bigger or older children. As well as a bit further in, we have uh, the Skumakadike, which is a pond. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the seasons, like in, in, in the summertime uh, every day, and then uh, on the shoulder seasons, we do it in the, uh, as well in the weekends. We have a, a canoe free, free of charge. You can go paddle around in the Skumakadik and yeah. feel very much like a picture of Monet. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we have, uh, of course, a cafe uh, just nearby the um, uh, where you where the station arrives. Mm-hmm. We have freshly baked uh, shillingsbola. The philosophy for Flane as well is to have local produce and um, things we are proud of from our region. Is what we sell as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're just actually producing a own beverage for children. Oh yeah. They're releasing now. Um, uh, we're still debating on the names, but it's uh, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for more information. <laughs> and uh, as well, uh, working with the local uh, brewery Sifial yeah. to produce our own beer. And uh, so it's for all varieties here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and as well, we have. Uh, just opened up or reopened, that is, the traditional souvenir shop of Flayan uh, Station. Has, it has a long, long history up uh, on the top there. But it's uh, these days is really looking at what we're proud of looking at this uh, more local oriented yeah. uh, souvenirs, uh, Nordic um, look. So it's actually souvenirs that you can use. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Things that are. Things are you useful. might have are <laughs> useful and you might have forgotten <laughs> to bring when you came there. Yeah. If you decided, oh, maybe I should go for a night in a hammock, then I could buy one there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a great journey we've really been doing up there the last years. Uh, so, of course, we also have by the Skumakadike, this uh, lake I previously, previously mentioned, we have um, a cafe as well. 
mm-hmm. where we serve the famous svela, with, which is a, a well a traditional pancake version of Norway, yeah. um, locally made, and uh, very proud of it. It's uh, worth the journey as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can get the svela both at the ferries crossing the fjords and also on top of Mount Flea. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's worth to try out whether there is a difference. Yeah, <laughs> in the altitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and also um, at uh, Mount Freyen, you have now actually a hut up in the tree. Yes, very very unique. It's the I think it's the only one in uh, in the region of Bergen at least that yeah. I know of. Uh, very creatively uh, result after a. A few years of uh, being inventive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the uh, if you want to feel like um, being part of the forest, I would highly recommend uh, a night in this pine. Yeah, I actually recently did that, and it was it was so amazing. You could uh, so it it's hanging in the tree, mm. so it moves with the wind, and mm. if. You feel kind of like being in a boat sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So depending on where you stand in the in the small cabin, you, yeah. It, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like being in a boat high up in the mountain. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a very strange feeling, but it is an amazing feeling. Yeah. And it's so much bigger also than it looks like from the outside. Mm. Uh, and the feeling of just um crawling up there in the night or crawling mm. up <laughs> well there is a, <laughs> yeah, well, a little it is. climb <laughs> it is a little climb uh, climbing up there and knowing that this is my home for for tonight mm. um people walking around at the mountain you can see people uh walking their dogs uh taking a run mm. and um and and the window there is a window up in the um, up in the roof uh, and you look straight up in the um, in the trees and you can see the the, the branches uh, waving in the mm. wind and also when i was there it was almost a full moon so the mm. moonlight was coming down it was i i'm not even i don't even know if i can describe how it was yeah no it is a very unique uh, and i think it's a uh, uh, it, it sort of uh, awakens your senses yeah. really and and a lot of the things we'd like to do is this the the sense of nature mm. and of course to hang in a tree <laughs> i think it's it's uh, absolutely a way of feeling that yeah um so of course this is um we can have a, a family of four mm. uh, we're saying that is of course the the way you see of sleeping in a tent i think in family yeah. of four in a way yeah. but i have to say it because it's it's become very popular we're very we are so thankful for all these bookings uh but from my view i when you when you meet the families who come into our cafe and i could spot them the the minute they arrive into the cafe oh these are the nights these are the ones who can sleep <laughs> at night you and can see the star in the their eyes the stars in yeah. their eyes and they are oh we are the ones who are going to sleep in the in the pine cone tonight and it's um uh it's a true joy it really but we've had adults as well who had the same sensation it's it's a very very unique feeling and of course it's it's a little heated as well i might just have to say that the first guests we had there it was in midwinter it was quite a cold experience <laughs> but we've had some adjustments yeah to, so it's still a, it, i would say it's a, it's a glamping version yeah um but you can sit there and be part of the mountain that's what, how i felt when i was sleeping there as mm. well that uh, nobody can see you really, mm. so you're sort of just part of being one of the trees to yeah. ob- to observe and to feel what it's like to 
constantly move a little bit with the wind mm. and and the quietness or 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 the non-quietness actually that was well with the birds and yeah. you can hear our goats that we are having yeah. walking around there. Yeah, so waking up in the morning looking out the window it was like, oh, there is a bunch of goats outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of them were eating, some of them were sleeping as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we're so proud of these goats. Our lovely 10 goats. They are do a fantastic job keeping the vegetation down, mm-hmm. of course, but most of all the cuddling. They yeah. are fantastic cuddlers. I will highly recommend. So anyone can just cuddle them. Yes. Oh, and they're very very friendly. Yeah. They are they've been brought up more or less at uh, at Fleyan. Yeah. They came up as little uh, youngsters being yeah. a bit more wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tamed them. We tamed them, but they are so cute and every now and then uh, they appear at places they're not supposed to be, which is uh, a uh, great entertainment for most guests. <laughs> one of the days I had one of the one of the goats standing in front of the cafe and I have to say I was quite intimidated but by the situation that because you know they have horns and all and think oh uh, how do I get to move her? Yeah. But then there was this very cute little girl of six she she came to me oh you just take a stick and you show it and they will follow you. <laughs> I was like oh, my, I'm so <laughs> proud that you learned that here and and I'm a bit ashamed that I didn't know that. <laughs> So things happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The top of Mount Flain is a very nice place to experience for all ages. So you mentioned the playground. Uh, we've talked about the, um, the hut in the tree and the lake. And you can go canoeing and uh, and also uh, taking back to going back to the food that we just recently spoke about. Uh, you have amazing food at the mountain as well. Mm. Oh, Yes. The cafe that we run here is um, 100% local produce, actually. We um, have uh, great producers working with us who are very proud to be part of the Mount Flain as well. It's a nice window to be uh, be at, I think. Hmm. The most iconic building probably at Flöjan uh, is the Flöjan Folkerestaurant. It's a beautiful building. You can see it from the city centre mm-hmm. quite clearly, which is a large restaurant uh, it's open every day during summer as well and has a strong focus of local produce and to serve as traditional Bergen food, having the Bergen fish soup and our yeah. waffles and, yeah. uh, and as well a bit more newer versions as well, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I remember growing up, so I grew up just outside of the city centre, so mm. I remember still uh, going with my family, uh, especially maybe on Sundays or mm. at least in the weekends, uh, to go to hike up Mount Flayan. And mm. it was amazing. And you have, as you mentioned, the woods and uh, you can just run in between the trees and uh, mm. you can enjoy the view, obviously, as well. But just mm. experience the the nature so close to the city that you live. It's mm. an amazing, uh, amazing experience. Mm. It is. It's it's really unique, and I think uh, when you're from Bergen or even the surroundings, I think when, whenever I've gone to other cities, it's the number one thing I miss is that it's so attainable. Yeah. And uh, uh, a lot of people we've talked to is that it gives you like a, a little break from the city bus so quickly mm. that uh, when your everyday becomes a bit heavy or it's busy or you're running around and from left to right. And then just a quick up there and then you're free. You can breathe and the view will just lighten your head a little bit. But as well, as I mentioned earlier, the 
the misty forest I, yeah. is still my number one. It, it's uh, if you want to go looking for trolls, <laughs> that's the way you should go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you can actually find them as well. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so thank you very much, Hella, for uh, taking us up to Mount Flayan. And um, for all of you listening, I hope you have been inspired to come to Bergen to explore the fjords, the food and also Mount Fleyan. And uh, we really hope um, to see you here soon to experience everything for yourself. Mm.